I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Hello, you bloody rebels. Do you know that there can be only one, right? No, there are four. Uh, well, uh, actually, don't you think you better introduce yourself? Do it. The name's Conray. Sean Conray. And who might you be? I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Yes, I know. What's this moron doing here, Picard? I'm looking forward to completing your training. Palpatine, that's about enough of you. Mr. Worf, escort the Emperor off this show. Ow. That's what your mother kept saying to me last night, Palpatine. Good! (laughs) What is this show, anyway? I don't know, but I'll take Real Briange Ho for a thousand, Alex. Uh, that's the real Brian show, you bloody Scott. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. (laughs) What are you talking about? No, you are out of your mind. (laughs) Ah, shuck it, Palpatine. Let's rock it. You know, I was trying to say there are four lights. (laughs) That was a terrible impression. I did. what, What just? What just happened? I think the fanboys are going to get the the four lights thing. Yeah, some of you will. I hope you do because uh, there were four lights, not five. <sighs> yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a disturbing episode when that first came out. But it's the real Brian show. Woo! Woo! Thanks for joining us. And you know, I am the real Brian, and I am Captain Influence. So the question today is why? Why? Did we go from 95 degrees to, okay, it's slightly a little bit. We get a little bit of rain and then boom, it snows it's, and all of the leaves just fall off and die. Yeah, it's called uh, uh, middle of the continent weather. Oh my gosh. We got jacked over here. You know, I love fall. I've talked about this on the show. You and I talked about this, about, you know, the fall leaf colors and the yellow and the orange and the reds and the beauty. Yeah. They was, skipped it this year. They went all over the place. The weather was out of its mind. It was blowing it. What I don't understand is this last weekend, it was crazy because we had this snow hit. So it was 65 degrees and then it was 11 in the same day. You know, that happens every year, right? And we talk about it every year. Not like this though. And not usually this early (laughs) in the year. Usually it's like in December, January or something like that. This was no, I'm serious because the leaves hang on and they turn beautiful colors and then they fall naturally like they're supposed I to meant, do. yeah you're right that part yes i meant the part where it's it's super hot one day and then the next day it's super cold every fall and especially in colorado well right again now. it's usually like later when the leaves have already fallen off but what happened is is that it was the weirdest thing we had a bunch of green leaf trees uh-huh. and that night they were completely bare wow all of them 
It was the and weirdest thing. And there's always thing. a really strong windstorm right before winter really well, And this wasn't like, even like the when wind. when the leaves go away. This wasn't even wind. That's what was so weird. Like some kind of weather change shocked the trees so much that they just dropped all their green leaves. I mean, there are green leaves all along the roads right now, all over the city. It's really weird. Weird. And then everything else just turned brown and is shriveling up. So it's like, wow, this is, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm sorry. I'm sad that I'm flying. I really, so you know what I'm doing is I'm living life vicariously through my computer and TV and movies because at least there's all foliage on TV. Yeah. I've got, you know, beautiful fall screensaver on my computer and I'm watching fall movies because well, we can't experience it here. So, you know, everyone's like, go outside, you know, and, and play outside kids go out and experience life. And and I can't, I have to, I have to stay in front of the screen in order to not cry. You've been to Estes recently (laughs) when there was lots of foliage, right? I know. I'm just saying I miss it. I love it. This is the one of the things I look forward to all year. Yeah, and it wasn't there. Sorry. So this is I'll tell you what. This is where technology is a huge blessing. Thank you. Yeah, fake you life. I can live through you. That's right. <laughs> good philosophy. See good and bad. I like. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Okay. So speaking of fall and you know, we've been watching a lot of college sports lately and the NBA started actually, which, you know, I'm a big basketball fan, as you know, and I know this isn't a sports show, but Hey, we, we love variety in our lives. So uh, NBA started and I was, as you know, I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. They were the worst team in the NBA last year and they got a bunch of uh, a new people this year. And so I don't know what's going to happen quite yet because I think half of their team is completely different. So it's the weirdest thing watching what's going on in the NBA and you know how people are just all about the money and winning rings and stuff and eh, always, eh, always, always eh, It's just a bunch of we're all a bunch of selfish people. So it's it, it's sad, but one way or the other, one thing I love about college sports is they're still trying to prove something. There's still family. There's still teamwork. They're still working together and having a good time and they're still not getting paid. Yeah, which exactly. Which, and by the way, folks, I'm all for them not getting paid. I would agree at all because I'm old school like that. I want them to. Yeah, they're students first and I like to see them trying working their butts off to get yeah. in the NFL or you know that, that that's part of why colleges always, not always. I mean, this this is this is where opinion comes in. But that's why a lot of people see college ball as you know in all sports as uh, just feels more competitive sometimes. You know, or I, sure. I don't know. There's this feeling to it that's different than the NBA. Now, there's going to be plenty of people out there who say, no, no, have you watched NBA lately? You have any idea how competitive those guys are? Of course, yeah, yeah. But they're paid bazillions of dollars to be competitive. And people's argument for paying college athletes, it's valid, I guess, but I, I'm fully against it. Yeah. Okay, the, the, the programs make all this money and they don't give very much to the players, I know. So why don't you give all that money to academics? Give all that money yeah. to research. Give all that money to you know your, your chemistry department, your biology department, your engineering school, your medical school. Send the the majority of the money that way instead of wondering, you know, why don't we pay our students? Well, you know, I just think it's a wrong-headed argument, in my opinion. It's very interesting that you're bringing this up because I've had this conversation with Sarah recently, too, because you look at, like, for example, coaches around CSU, so like a lot of the men's sports and stuff, you know, they're making a million-ish a year. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's... And it's nothing compared to like Alabama or, or some of the oh, other yeah. bigger programs. Yeah. Now you, you might think, well, okay, they deserve it. Uh, whatever. Some people are going to agree they deserve it. Some are going to think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. What a waste. 
But I was thinking through this logically and also like, let's take the emotion out of it and let's just look at this objectively. Okay. Okay. First of all, we've talked about this before. Like, why don't the really hard blue collar workers make more money? And yet these people up here, the CEOs, the, the, you know, the professional sports athletes, they make more. This is ridiculous. It's unfair. It's not equal. It's unjust. Well, let's be completely realistic here because this was something I learned in business Mm -hmm. demand. With all due respect, anyone truly could do construction or uh, waste management or, you know, really almost anyone truly can learn some of the professions that don't get paid very well. Okay. How many of us, though, can be a college coach or an NBA athlete? Truthfully. No, you're right. Those I mean, people should make more money. Yeah, because CEOs of CEOs of banks and oil corporations yep. should make a boatload of money. Yeah, because but there's only one of them. They, but should they make a thousand times more than your average employee? Well, who cares? A thousand who cares? times more. Again, this is me taking emotion out of it, being objective, playing devil's and advocate. Who cares? Because <laughs> it's none of your business. If I own the corporation, I can make whatever I want. I don't care what you think. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate, but that's the thing, right? So I created this mega corporation and I've made trillions of dollars with this mega corporation and you didn't. So I, I deserve more money, right? That's just me again, looking at it from an objective it's, standpoint. But again, this goes back to, I can't be a college basketball coach. And I can't be an NBA athlete because I wasn't good enough. I didn't make the cut. Right. So if I really wanted to be paid that kind of money and be a star like that, I would have had to work my entire butt off my life. And I would have had to have some gifting with that. And I probably would have had to be out on the court practicing six, eight hours a day my entire life. Sure. Yeah. If you're that good, you should get paid what you can get paid. Yeah. There's one Steph Curry, one Kevin Durant, one LeBron James, one Michael Jordan. There are hundreds of thousands of people. Well, you can call Kobe Bryant that, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying like, you know, there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that can do other jobs that don't get paid sure. well. So yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, that's one side of the coin. Okay. The second side of the coin, I was thinking about this from the college perspective because I'm thinking, okay, you're paying a college coach a million dollars a year and you're paying a really amazing professor thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. I don't know. Maybe they make more than that. I, I don't really know, but it's yeah, not a million. Good ones. And it depends on the program, but yeah, they, nothing near a million, but yep. college professors in good programs make a decent living. So I'm thinking of it two ways. You could look at a professor who has tenure. That doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> so necessarily, yeah, yeah, let's talk about the college professors who are really, really good at what they do. They love what they do and they actually impact and influence students for those students lifetime. And they're talented at teaching. That's important. Exactly. Yeah. To me, that professor should make more money. And I would say make almost as much as what a college basketball coach should make, whether that be a million a year or they both, or they bring the coach down to whatever the professor makes and it's more equal, spread the money around. Like you were talking about, put some of the the profits into research and other things in the school. I would agree with that. Here's the problem though. You don't sell tickets to come watch the professor's lecture. You do True. sell tickets to go to a, a game. And so that's their uh, argument. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's not even the argument. It's like, that's how they fund their thing. And they also do give these student athletes typically full scholarships. So that is quite right. a bit of money as well. So anyway, looking at all of that, that's kind of my two, as we were talking about it, it's like, it seems unfair. It's, and then it's just like, you know, 
but I understand it it why. I mean, I, I totally get that argument. I yeah. do. I really get it. I guess my whole point with all of that is that I'm not saying I agree wholeheartedly with what they are doing and the way they do it. It's just more of it made more sense as to why it is what it is. And yeah, I would love to see some of the money that sports programs make put more into the education side of things. And, you know, I mean, shoot, I'm a musician and I, as a musician in college and high school, we got the leftovers and sports got, you know, the focus. So, you know, I, I agree with a little bit more equality in that sense, but I understand why there isn't as much. No, I, I don't think it's even a matter of that per se. I don't know that it's a matter of the head coaches make these boatloads of money because they bring in boatloads of money into the into their university, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the issue. I kind of take what I said earlier uh, in a different direction. Don't throw all that money that a given program is bringing in from its football or basketball programs, whatever they bring the most in from. Don't put all that necessarily all towards academics so much as make it so that your tuition's a little more reasonable. Put the money into the university in, in, a, in a way, and maybe this is ridiculously naive, and some of, you, some of the listeners are going, oh, dude, is he really saying this? <laughs> you even know what you're talking about? Yeah. No, I don't per se. I do not know what I'm talking about most things, but wouldn't it be cool if there was a way to make it so tuition doesn't, doesn't keep going up and up and up and up and up more than inflation would warrant? Yeah. Make, make college affordable again, folks? Well, you know I why mean, they're not. Student loans, tell. man. Oh, okay. Well, because anybody can go to college with a student loan. And so the loan department, banks, et cetera, all the interest, that's who wins. Ah, yes. So, yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's, that's the way it now is. That you, now that you throw it out there, it's super obvious. Yeah. yeah it's just like, <laughs> I mean, that's why they keep raising tuition. Well, get a loan. You'll be able to pay it back with your nice, rich, brand new education job. Yeah, right. Maybe it depends. Right. No, not. And we all know that's a, that's a myth now, yeah. uh, at least nowadays. It used to be true. I mean, uh, I know when people, I went to college, it was still sort of true, but yeah, but I mean, I know people who would pay off their student loans for 10 to 15 plus years. I did. Yeah. It's but, like, that's crazy. And my loans were not, I paid all, off all my loans by the time I was in my mid thirties. Yeah. So it but, took a while, but I know your loans uh, weren't as know, big I, as they are now too. Not necessarily. I took a trip to Europe. I, you know, I studied in London for a semester. Oh, I nice. traveled Europe afterwards that that whole thing cost me 12 grand. Yeah. And back in 2000, 12 grand was good sized loan. Well, now in 2018, that same exact excursion would probably run more like 50 grand yeah, or something like that. So it's just, uh, oh, I it's know, frustrating. Dude. And I'm not saying that we're right or wrong or saying it should be this way or should be that way. It's more of a, here's some observations that you and I've had. And it was more yeah. of a, eh, hopefully this elicits some discussion and maybe makes you think a little bit. Exactly. But to, we uh, don't know what we're talking about. Really? Well, we're just, we're just throwing an, an opinion extent, out. There. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that there are a lot more loans now for education than there used to be mm-hmm. because you have to. Because there have to be. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of debt. I mean, we all have to do it sometimes. Well, I, maybe not. Maybe we don't have to. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think in some ways, all of us at one time probably are or have been in debt somewhere. And I'm not a huge fan of it because well, you're a slave at that point. I mean, you really are. Um, yeah, you're making somebody a boatload of money and it is not you. And well, it's, you know, it's classic usury, right? Well, yeah. usury exists for a reason. And, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm a big believer in it, actually. You can't always have the funds sitting aside to get what you need to get further in life. You know what True. I mean? So you get yeah. a loan. Usury makes sense. Getting a loan and charging interest makes perfect sense. Of course, you should pay the loaner money, extra money for the 
loan they give you. That makes that's a duh, right? But it's when they're charging you if you're late on a few payments, they crank the interest rate up to from like 12%, which is already high, to like 25, 30%. That happened to me when I was younger, uh, out of college. I was late on a couple of payments. So many people, this happens to so many people. Yeah. And they they really, really stick it to the people who are less able to make their payments on time and on a regular fashion. Yeah. And I've been there. That's just, I don't care what the system says. I don't care what anyone's rationale is. That is wrong and it is wrong. And it is wrong. I don't know. It's business. No. It's business, man. And here's the thing. And that's where business gets its bad side. Yeah, People but take it. Who chose capitalism the is Capitalism is, 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 the, is the best and only system that works for our species because yeah. we want stuff. Yeah. So there you go. So who chose the loan? No, I, I'm just saying. The I'm, consumer I'm saying did. that. Yes. So I'm then saying you're that. a slave. So yeah, the yeah, lender yeah, can do yeah, whatever they want yeah, and it's what it is. So, that's, so I'm saying, no, I totally, I hear you like it's wrong. So the point is, is that if you don't want to be, you know, wrong in that system, then, wrong. then don't get a loan. Right. And if then, you can avoid it. I mean, I understand sometimes it's right. like, well, I can't buy a house or I can't go to college or whatever. Think about how you can save up for it or whatever, you know, but I mean, people are getting loans for dumb things a lot. It's sure. one thing like a house loan is, I mean, really most people don't have $400,000 to spend on a brand new, or let's just even call it a home. Well, yeah. They but, just don't. But mortgages have relatively reasonable interest rates, right? Yeah, but it's still, it's still a loan. Student loans have relatively reasonable interest rates. Yeah. The government does not, whatever, for whatever reason, the government doesn't stick it to you when you get a loan sure. for college or whatever. But it's the banks that really get you. They're the sure. ones who, who are going, <laughs> yeah. literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. up here. Well, no, that's true. And they're trying. When I was launching a business many years ago, I was doing some research and then doing stuff through like the Small Business Association and stuff like that, or development, Small Business Development Association. So they were talking about, here's how to get a loan. And they had, of course, the bank people and other people coming in and talking about it. You know, and it's like this, you want a loan. Everybody, yeah, you want a loan. This is why you want a loan. Like they're just, they're smooth talking. You're trying to get you to get a loan. You know, you're going to get, oh my gosh, it was, it was nauseating. Like I seriously get felt it? sick, but then it was so yeah. funny because then the person who was in charge of that was no longer there. Not going to mention anything, but that person came to me and said, I'm not really supposed to tell you this, but do not get a loan <laughs> because yeah. what they'll do. If you get a business loan, they will put a lien on your personal property and possessions so that if your business fails, they're guaranteed their money back. So one way or the other, your business fails, you lose everything. You lose your home, your cars, your personal possessions, your den, depending on the size of the loan, of course. But I'm just telling you, like, that's how it works. And that scared the crap out of me. I was like, never, ever, ever am I doing a business loan. And that's why it's taken me longer to succeed in business. Because uh-huh, I yeah. was unwilling to do that. I'm even saying, you know, we used to live in a neighborhood too where people would buy brand new things consistently that they could not afford. Yeah. And they were getting part of the culture. Yeah. They were getting dumb loans on it. And it's yeah. just like, okay, that that's going to hurt you pretty far. Now, again, it's one thing. Your car breaks down. You need something reliable. Maybe you need to get a loan on that situation because you can't afford a brand new car. You can't afford even a lump sum. Right. Transportation is kind of important in this day and age yeah, right now. But so, when I mean, you finance can, a car, I've done this several times. When you finance a car, they don't stick it to you. Usually the big, like Honda, I, I financed through Honda several times. Yeah. 
and they never stuck it to me. Sure. Their re- interest rates were reasonable. Yeah. All I'm looking for is reasonable interest rates. Yeah. Well, in reasonable yeah, situations. It's all business. Well, up yours, dude. Yeah. People people <laughs> are jerks. I know. When they're I playing know. that game. Yeah, and it's a yeah. game, folks. It's a game. It's a game that Of course it is. That a, a few people play at the expense of everyone else. Dude. And if you don't get in if you don't get in the game with a decent hand or if you don't work yourself into a decent hand, you're just going to be one of those that's crapped upon but that's life man and i'm not saying i know that to but be it negative. doesn't have to be that's my point it well, does no, no, not yeah, have yeah, to yeah. be exactly that's, that's how point. it is it yeah. doesn't have to be that way see we always talk about unleashing your superhero here and doing other things like that <laughs> and, and you are right in the sense it doesn't have to be and i think that's exactly the point here is because life is a game it's so funny i've even had people even tell me consider your business as a game because it's a lot more fun and you take it a little less seriously yeah, yeah. which is a good piece of advice but I've found so many times it's a game for everybody. And like you, you, you even said it yourself. People will do things to get ahead, to make themselves more comfortable at the expense of other people. That is human nature at its worst. And that is, unfortunately, we're all prone to that. I mean, it, it's yeah, funny. Oh, we some are, more than others. No, some we're, we're all, others. all prone to that. The question is, do we choose that? Do we allow that? Cause right. it's so funny. Like I'm watching the last ship talked about that a lot. I'm not going to give too much away in case anybody actually does want to watch the show, but there is a part in there now where, you know, you go from the whole virus thing, finding the cure. We've already told you about that, but then you start to examine what humanity and in this specific sense, people, you know, in the U S and America, how they're reacting. Okay. Now we have the cure. Now what, how are they going to react? Well, now they're hungry. Now they're starving that, you know, people will do anything at that point when they get into situations to survive and to get ahead. And yeah, now, that's not the way it shouldn't be. Sure. Well, but even then, what you know, if if I want a better car than you, or if I want to have nicer things than you, then well, I'll take advantage of you and charge a higher interest rate so I can make more money. You're the sucker for getting the interest rate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, fire beware, right? I'm just uh, saying, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So you're right; it doesn't have to be that way. I don't even know how we got onto this topic, but I'm going to go with the fact that <laughs> hey, this is no. It was just that we're we're talking about experiences and stuff. We started and I, talking about college sports and this is where we ended up yeah but i think <laughs> the real Brian show. maybe the lesson on this whole thing is is yeah consider what you're getting yourself into yes that's a really good lesson and that's really the the best lesson you can take out of this this very yeah. odd conversation a very <laughs> passionate conversation and um, it's not just about buying you, stuff so consider what you're getting yourself into period right friendships relationship i mean anything it but especially with regards to money sure but like, you know, we had this conversation a few weeks ago where I was talking about a friend of mine who had a real negative outlook on everything around. Uh-huh. And, you know, those things were all real. They were happening. But that's what that person was focusing on. Versus, just like you said, it doesn't have to be that way. You could focus on what is good around you and then you'll see more of that, which is hard to do. Don't get me wrong. Just saying. It can be. But it's not impossible. No, it's, it's definitely not impossible. But that's the whole point is looking at what yeah. is positive and focusing on what's right. And, you know, you don't have to get yourself into a situation. You know, I always love, again, you know, we watch a lot of movies and TV shows. Uh-huh. I always love the minions that work for the horrible evil boss. And I just go, <laughs> why did you choose this, dudes? I mean, like, you're going to die eventually. So either the evil minion bot or the evil boss is going to kill you. But those, that's, uh, those minions are a perfect you. analog for real life people who work for 
evil CEOs or something. That's too that's awfully general. And 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 we all know that not all CEOs are, are bad people. No, not at all. But I know some great but, ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Those minions are a good analog for, for real life as well, if you look at it like that. But that's it's a good true. attitude, Brian. As usual, you bring a really good silver lining to a what would ordinarily in a lot of other conversations be a negative yeah. you know, just yeah. nothing but negative. That's a that's a really good attitude to take out of that. We get to choose our attitudes. We get to choose our course in life. And I mean, if there's that one thing I've learned, by the way, I know how hard this is. Even this week alone, I didn't choose a good attitude on certain situations. And right. it's not that I wanted a bad attitude. It's just hard to. It's very hard to choose a good attitude sometimes when you're in that moment. Yeah, of course. But one thing I'll say, too, is that you choose your attitude. You choose your course in life. And if there's one thing I've learned, and this is this is going to sound very depressing, but please don't take it that way. People really don't care about you, what you're going through, or where you go in life. Now, there are exceptions to that. As a general rule. Yes, yeah. I'm saying that in general. The exceptions are your friends, your family, your close you know, people, your, your community. They actually probably do care. But the reality is, is we all care more about what happens to us personally than we do about the person around us. Truthfully, let's just be honest, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. we shouldn't yeah. be that way, but we are. If some of us are enlightened enough to become, you know, Jedi's superheroes, etc., cetera, uh, and not the typical muggle minion outlook, then we do say, okay, we do care about our life and, and what happens to us personally, but we're going to do everything we can to start focusing on others. We're going to try to put others first to the best of our ability. We're not going to be perfect, but we're at least going to try, you know, if we're at a stoplight and there's two lanes and there's no right turn lane, we're going to move over into the left lane so that if somebody needs to turn right and doesn't want to have to wait for the light, let them go. I mean, it's I do like stuff like that all the time. Yeah, see, and I do that as well, but 90% of the drivers <laughs> right. don't, they don't even think about it, but why of not? Why, why shouldn't we, why shouldn't we why? move over and let somebody else turn so they don't have to wait for the whole light cycle, but we and, don't think about that because we're in our own world. Yeah, and I'm not honking my own horn. Pun <laughs> intended. <laughs> that was good because was because good. I'm not I'm not a perfect person. No one is, but of course but, uh, not. Of course. one thing I do really well. One thing I do is over conscientious driving. I always use my blinker. I always think about the person behind me. I'm always thinking about the person behind me. Yeah, I know. And it's it's kind of it's kind of unusual. Well, um, let me let me just say this about you, Captain. So Influence. yes, I am hockey mountain. Yeah. You actually are one of the few people that I know that actually consciously go out of your way to focus on others. You're one Thank of the few. Thank you. If it's stop, I don't want this to be about me. No, I'm, I, I really I'm being very honest and very serious about that, that. That is definitely something I notice. And and it's interesting because, and I'm not saying others don't. I'm just saying no. many of the people that I could say that about, same thing as you, listen to this show, interestingly. Yeah. And then I go out in the world and I don't experience that at all. And I'm like, oh, what happened to humanity? Everybody sucks. Culture is dying. And then I come back and go, but the cool people are on this show. They listen to this show. And yeah, (laughs) what's what's actually happening here, Brian, is that is that there are plenty of people mixed in with crowds that are like that as well. Totally. You just don't notice them because they're not the ones getting in your way or doing stupid things on the road. Yada, yada, yada. I think yeah, you do they're notice there, them, but they're being, their conscientiousness, I think, is blending into the background sometimes. Uh, but sometimes it goes back to that one person. I well goes back to Tara, for example, we talked about mm-hmm. or the person at that Starbucks that held the door open, like went back outside 
went through, looked out, realized somebody coming with boxes, went back out, held the door open for the guy. And then I she see that went all back the time. See, yeah, I, I see don't anymore. I used to. Oh, I still see it periodically with, again, these random superheroes that I encounter in my life. But I would say most of the time, and maybe it's because we live in a college town. Maybe it's Colorado because we're more progressive. I don't know. But I would say most of the time people are, are doing their thing for themselves. I think it's a crowd dynamics situation. The human psyche is very vulnerable to that condition. Even the best of people start to collapse in on themselves more and more and more and think more, more of themselves and less of other people the more crowded it gets. That's kind of a psych 101 thing. So oh, yeah. the more crowded areas you live, I think you're going to find maybe, I could be totally wrong, I feel like you probably find a lot more of that indifference than you would say here in Des Moines where they just you have a little more room to be considerate, if you will. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to say. I think you're right that, you know, different areas bring forth different types of person. Like, you know, it was the funniest thing because having moved from Phoenix and, you know, being born in California, having a lot of relatives in California and stuff, people would come to Colorado regardless of where you were in Colorado and say, oh my gosh, the people in Colorado are so nice and they go out of their way. And this was years ago. And I mean, people were blown away. Like I said, people would come from California and be blown away how nice and talkative and welcoming everyone in Colorado was. Well, Mm. that's not the case anymore. So it it was (laughs) that way. All the Californians live in Colorado. Well, A lot of them have moved here, ironically, and nothing against, like I said, I was born there, so I can say it, nothing against the Californians, but they brought their culture and that's too bad because it has affected ours in not a positive way. But the reality is, is that then you move to the Midwest a little bit more and I hear it's more that way again. People are really nice. So it kind of depends on where you're at. I know that it comes back to different cultures. So, you know, for example, and I know seven blue seven says this all the time that nerds are some of the most welcoming people you'll ever meet. And I appreciate that perspective because I've had a different experience because when I'm on gaming with nerds, they're not welcoming. They're that's not necessarily nerds, though. Gamers are not necessarily nerds. uh, These gamers are, though, because a lot of these guys, that's what they do. They game almost all the time. So they're gamer nerds. But then I've also had other experiences with other nerds that look at me and probably think because I, I don't dress like them necessarily that, oh, he's not, he's not one of us. So therefore, you know, we're going to treat him like crap because he reminds us of the person who bullied us in high school. I don't know. I really, I mean, that's just a, but I don't get good treatment all the time. So again, this comes back to, you can't blanket statement that everyone from California is a jerk and that every, every nerd is nice. And you just got to say there are pockets everywhere that you go. And again, let us be the pocket. Why don't we be one of those pockets of people? I mean, we say it all the time here. I mean, I I feel like we're kind of preaching to the choir. Probably we are. Yeah, we are. And we already are that pocket. Exactly. But how much can we just as it's a reminder to be like, okay, so we choose our path. We choose our attitude. We get to choose how we treat other people. And And we also get to choose how we feel. We sleep in the bed we made. Exactly. And one of the things that Sarah and I have chosen going back to the sports thing is just to go and enjoy college sports and enjoy our time. And, you know, people are happy at those things and it's just fun to do. And, you know, we're going to choose to go and enjoy and do some things and have a good time. And another thing that I've chosen to do, by the way, I want to say that Mr. What and Lord Thunder inspired me last week. Yeah, they're so inspiring guys. They really are. And it's it's awesome because, <laughs> you know, I love gaming and 
you and I game and we have fun, but I don't get to game with others that also are great fun to game with because they're only on the PS4. Right. Yep. yep. And so I decided it's time to buy a PS4. And oh, I'm you gonna, pulled the trigger. Did I'm you pull the trigger? You kinda, I pulled okay. the trigger, man. I'm like, I'm going to do this because, and for me, again, it's not about the gaming as much as it is about, I want to be able to spend time gaming with these guys that okay. I can't game with all the time. So, you know, I'm going to break it up, of course, because we still got to have our time. I got to have right. my PC time. I got to have, you know, our time together gaming and doing our thing. But now this gives me an opportunity to also hang out with some of those guys that are on PS4 and on anything else. So I'm pretty excited about this because um, I actually found a bundle that has Red Dead Redemption 2 on it for no additional cost. So it's just it includes the game that's typically going to be like 80 bucks or something for the same price as you would just buy the console for anyway. PS4 Pro, by the way. So the PS4 original is like just whatever the PS4 is. The new Pro is a 4K. So if you have a 4K TV to put it on, it'll upgrade all of your games to 4K. And Mr. What said last week about Spider-Man being one of the best games he's ever played. I was looking it up and, you know, reading things about it. And I mean, it's got five stars out of five. Mm-hmm. And I've heard I've, really good things about I've it. I've heard yeah. nothing. I'm like, I got to try this game. And plus, I really want to do this Twitch stuff that we've been talking about. Finding something unique to do on Twitch. Even if it's just me playing, you're watching or you're playing or, or like a couple of us are playing solo like you and I did with Alien where we're mm-hmm. both playing the solo game at the same time and we're talking through it. You're watching one person stream, whatever, right? I right. just want to be able to have fun doing that. So I don't necessarily want to just do co-op only games because there are some really good solo player games out there that are phenomenal, but I want it to be a community experience, not just me by myself playing a game, talking to myself. That's yeah. that's not fun. Not for me anyway. So there you go. There you go. Well, good job. I, I hope that uh, that bears fruit and um, that you have fun yeah. playing at, at the least, which is going to be a great thing, by the way, is I get to hang out with some additional gaming friends. That's right. So that's it, that's really why you're doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably that's the only, main that's reason. That's the only reason you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the main reason. But then I also want to do Twitch stuff. It's kind of like yeah. it's a it's a bonus. So yeah, it's going to be a good time. But you know, if you happen to pull the trigger sometime, let me know, man, because we'll uh, then we'll have some options. We'll see. Yeah, we still got our PC stuff though. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck on PC. I don't have a television, first of all. But I yeah. guess you can you can hook your PS4 up to your computer monitor, right? I think so. I hope so because that's the it. only way I can ever even touch it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go spend $1,500 on a good TV. See, and the fun part, too, is that I like going back and forth because, again, I'm a variety kind of person. So to be able to go like, oh, I'm going to play PS4 this week. I'm going to play Xbox mm-hmm. this time. I'm going to play PC this time. I'm going to play Nintendo. I mean, whatever, right? Depends on whatever you have. I don't mind right. jumping around. And the cool part about Twitch is that you just connect all of your accounts. So my Twitch stream, whether I am doing PC, PS4 or Xbox, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. so that and i yeah. love that i think it's neat to have that flexibility yeah yeah well okay. i look forward to seeing how it turns out i was just mentioning it the whole variety thing we've talked about you know the quasi nerd and divergent and all those fun little terms we come up with in the past it's so funny because i i think the first term that i ever came up with way back in the beginning was the renaissance nerd and i asked like three people what they thought of it the first two were not Renaissance nerds. Let's put it that way. So they were like, <laughs> I don't know. And then the second, the third person said, is that like a person who nerds out on Renaissance festivals? And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> so I mean, I, they could. <laughs> hey, maybe. that's a valid question. <laughs> yeah. I mean that sure. Maybe that's an aspect of it, but 
what I mean, and it's funny because I came back to this term going, I think this is the term to like define myself because as you know, I don't like to be boxed in. I'm not, I don't have one interest. I don't have one type of personality if that, well, I, I mean, I type seven personality, but it's like, you know, I'm, I'm like the classic chameleon or just the, the anomaly, let's call it that way. So I was reading up on Renaissance person, Renaissance man, you know, and the term behind it. And I went, well, that's kind of what I am. I'm a Renaissance man. You know, I have so many interests. I have a lot of different talents and abilities and other things that I like to just try out and try to master. And then I move on to the next thing and I move on to the next thing. And, and it's not about being, uh, you know, flaky or not finishing or and all that. It's just the fact that we're just constantly consuming and learning and doing new things. Cause that's just, the personality. And I was yeah. realizing that there's a lot more out there about that kind of personality than I thought, which was very encouraging to me. And also what was interesting is realizing that the Renaissance person was highly regarded in the Renaissance period. You know, duh. <laughs> right. So, you know, a lot of the artists back then you think of like Da Vinci and Michelangelo, these people were Renaissance people. And right. you look at that. It was actually something to strive for. And in today, today, our culture it's completely the opposite. We're striving for specializing in something, niching, having one or two hobbies. You know, I'm a fly fishing nerd, so that's all I do on my free time. You know, stuff like that, yeah, which is yeah. totally fine, right? But right. what we as a as a renaissance nerd personality have been told from the culture is that your personality is invalid. I mean, that's what I've got my whole life. Uh, have you? No. You cut me flat footed here. I'm not sure. Have you been told that you can do whatever you want? If you want to do, you know, 15 different professions, that's fine. Or have you been told to choose a major, choose something? Uh, yeah, I guess I've always just assumed that's how it was done. Like I said, I would, I'm, you know, that I was making decisions like that back in the nineties. Exactly. So, but the point being is, is that that's what culture and society has become is choose something. Do one right, thing. Because, because. Niche. The standard model of our society says if you want to make any money and have a career, you can't do it by doing all sorts of things. You have to choose a career path. Sure. That's how you make money. But in the Renaissance period, it was the opposite. That's true. So in the Renaissance period, people were, but yeah, I mean, you, you had the artist engineer like Da Vinci. Sure. Who was a who was a complete jerk, by the way? But he was a Renaissance <laughs> man. He was like the Renaissance man. Yeah. I, I understand why the model is the way it is. Let's put it that way. And I do too, but I also don't agree with it. And I think it's uh, it's a model that for well for people who specialize in niche and have one or you know a couple of hobbies, great, booyah! You're you're going to be successful in this life. But for people like me who have fifty thousand interests, you know, who have multiple talents. We're just not, I'm not going to specialize, you know, when somebody says pick a niche and teach, I mean, that's like, it's torture, man. So certainly not with regards to the podcast. That's for sure. Again, the standard model is you, you pick a specific subject and that's how you get your thousands of listeners and make a good living out of it. If you're targeting Um, the people who are specialists. So there's, there's two terms. There's the generalists and the specialists. And I'm a generalist in the sense of the Renaissance person and the specialists are the people, like I said, who have a couple of hobbies and they choose one thing and they do it the rest of their life. And that's what they love. And And they become experts on it. Yeah. Yeah. And the world and the culture and our businesses and our podcasts and everything are geared towards those people. 
which Mm -hmm. that's great for those people. That's wonderful, but it completely eliminates the rest of us who don't want to do that. And I've felt like I am an indecisive invalid person my entire life up until about two weeks ago. Hmm. Always, you know, Brian, you can't decide on anything. Brian, you're jumping around. Brian, man, you did music. You're doing radio. You're doing coffee. You're all over the place, dude. Pick something. That's what Mm -hmm. I've been told my whole life. I was reading up on this stuff recently and realizing that that's not a disability. That is a gift. It's just, we don't Mm -hmm. recognize that personality type anymore. It doesn't fit in the standard model. Yes. But the reality is, is that there are some extremely, extremely successful people that are like that. But you just don't know it. Mm, right. Oprah. She's one of them, by the way. Harpo. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> James Franco. I like to call her Harpo. Harpo. You, you know, uh, James Elon Franco. Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. He could probably be considered one of them. I figure I figure he he can be one. Maybe. I don't really know much. Richard Branson much for sure. Yeah. Richard Branson's yep. a good one. Those guys have so much money that they can. It doesn't just, matter. They, started they can afford that to do whatever the hell I want. No, it doesn't matter because they had to start somewhere and they were that personality type that led them to that level of success. If you look at Apple, it's not just computers. So but it was, that's how they got their millions was yeah. just computers. Well, no, that's not how they got their millions. They started off with just computers and they got their millions by expanding into additional things and doing really well with other things. But I'm just saying that Virgin records was, successful but you look at like all of the other things that richard branson's doing and that's what's made him the billionaire so the whole point is is that they're out there they do exist and it is something that creates success but we're not taught that and so i guess the cool part is learning that the renaissance person is actually very alive and well we are an actual personality type and we should be embracing that level of diversity and variety of interest in our life and even personality. Like we, you know, that's why I can talk about, like I can go and game with the best of them and then go and play basketball and win games. And I know all the rules in basketball. And then I can jump over and talk about coffee and health. And then I can jump over and quote star Trek who (laughs) there's not a lot of people that do that kind of thing, you know, but they're out there. Interestingly enough, the more that I've researched this, the more that I've come to realize what the Renaissance person really is, the more I've realized that that's probably almost every single person that listens to the show is a Renaissance nerd. And what I, what I mean by Renaissance nerd is that at least I can speak for myself here. I tend towards the nerdier things. I like a lot of nerdy things, mm-hmm. but I don't consider myself to be a full on nerd because if I have a conversation with a full on nerd, they're going to overwhelm me. And I'm going to feel like, dude, I, I don't know. I'm not going that deep. For example, this goes back to what Miss Ice and I did when we were doing Central City Underground, all about the Flash. We started that podcast. We did not at the time read the comics. We mm-hmm. loved talking about the TV show, The Flash. Quite a few listeners did not like us because we didn't read the comics. They right. were I'm, deep yeah. comic nerds, and I did not care about that. So we stepped down and passed it on to someone else, and it was great. But That's, that's my example is that I love nerdy things, but I am not going to get deep into one nerdy things lore for that long. Now, why am I saying this? Because again, I believe that almost everybody that listens to the show is a Renaissance nerd of some kind or another. And you may not think, well, I don't like the term nerd. I'm not a nerd. Okay. That's exactly my point. Like we like nerdy things, but we may not be a full on nerd. That's the idea of the Renaissance. You're like a nerdy eclectic. If that makes sense. Mm hmm. 
at least that's my theory. Yeah. I figured out that that's kind of who I am. So even though I can, you know, dress up in my Jersey and go to a basketball game and cheer and play basketball. And you might look at me and think that guy's a basketball jock, but I'm also a nerd. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's like, it's so cool to kind of, to realize that and to start embracing that. And that's something that I really want to start doing more of in my life. That's something I've been kind of nerding out about and something that I'm hoping that we can do more of here with this community. You've just, you've just described the entire thrust of the real Brian show almost from the beginning. That's what the show is about is the Renaissance is just being a Renaissance nerd. Yeah. But you know, it's only up until this point recently when I've been able to actually describe what it means because when okay. somebody says, what's your show about? And I'm like, we talk about a lot of things. Well, if you're not a Renaissance nerd, you're not going to get it. If you're now a specialist, you have, you you're not going to get you it. Have a, you have a two word answer now. Yeah. About Renaissance nerd. <laughs> See, you're a Renaissance nerd. You know, are you are? yes, not to the extent you are. You're, you're much more well-rounded of a Renaissance nerd than I am. Different levels. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. But you're not just a nerd is what I'm trying to say. No, no, I'm not. I don't know enough about any one subject to be a, a true nerd. Yet. But you have a lot of interests and the fact that you can jump around on topics with me just like we've been doing. I mean, every co-host on this show so far has jumped around with me on a variety of topics. I mean, you remember yes. Mango Droplet. She hasn't been on in a long time, but how can we forget hardcore gamer? And she's hardcore, a crazy professional. Doc, professional. Yeah. Doctor in training. Who's like fighting for legislative reform in the medical profession. I mean, and, and then she, you know what I mean? Like she's all over the place and that's, that's just two interests of hers. But yeah, you think of, I mean, almost anyone I know that I can think of almost every co-host I've had almost, I mean, the listeners that I know of that listen to this show, like I would classify every single one of you guys as Renaissance nerds and yeah. it's a good thing, but anyway, yes. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's just my little interesting discovery. Yes. Renaissance nation, nerd nation. Yeah. But see the nerd nation, that's too. No, Renaissance nerd nation. Yeah. Renaissance nerd nation. I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) It's a work in progress. It was just an interesting realization and I wanted to share it because I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. I'm glad. I know you've been on that quest to find a good descriptor for the show for a long time since I've known you. And yeah. It sounds like you've hit on something. So, well, when you're told your entire life that you have to define yourself and what you do, and when you can't, that mm-hmm. is agonizing. And so, when I get people coming to me and asking me questions all the time, and I'm like, I got to figure this thing out. So, being able to find a definition, like an identity, and it be- like I have an identity now, and I am belonging, I have a belonging to the Renaissance nerd community that makes sense mm-hmm. and it feels good to have an identity slash belonging but being a renaissance nerd also defines me as i'm not boxed in right it's the best of both worlds i i'm defined in a way so i feel like i fit i fit in somewhere but i'm also yeah like you can't pigeonhole me so booyah lord thunder mentioned the show the tv show manifest last week which is currently airing i think it's on episode four maybe this week or i think it is this week episode four Miss Light and I started watching it and even she's hooked on it. Really good show. Very fascinating. I don't want to give anything away. It's worth just watching, but there's a lot of drama in it, which is not my favorite thing in the world, but it's, it's, it's well done, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of mystery, sus- not really suspense. I'd call it mystery, almost sci-fi kind of stuff going on in the background. That's really, really cool. So have you ever seen a docudrama before like Mars? I have not watched Mars, but it's on my list. 
It's the first show of its kind that I've ever seen. Other people could probably throw out similar shows that I've, I just haven't seen yet. But Mars, I just finished watching this, the first season. It was really good. It kept jumping back and forth between now and 20 years from now. Now when we're talking about sending people to Mars and then the drama part where you know you have your first colonists on Mars and, the, and their trials and, and tribulations and all that. And it was really well done. I was very impressed. It's only it's like six episodes long, but they're like hour long episodes. Nice. It was a really good. I, I strongly recommend it. And I'm looking forward to season two if and when that comes out. So it is out. That's a. It's a. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. But it's a docu drama. No, that's cool. I, I I've heard of it and I read the description and that's why I said it's on my list of things to watch. It's just it, it looks interesting to me. Yep. Couple good shows to check out right there. Wanted to share really quickly. A couple of songs here because you know me, I'm a big music fan. And as you know, I'm always updating the music regularly on the gloriousness mix, the gloriousness. It's like TRB's <laughs> gloriousness or whatever. I can't even say it now. Glorious, whatever. Don't gloriousness. For, don't forget about my ultimate mix as well. They have the logo on it now. So the, the gloriousness is like newer stuff, brand new to newer. And then eventually it's like, okay, let's move that over to the ultimate mix. It's like, I don't want to forget about that song, but I don't want to listen to it right now. It's worth subscribing to both if you like my music. Couple new songs. One was from Rain, which I love, and that's R A I G N, by the way. Who are you? Really good. She's she's got a voice, man. Oh, brand new Mumford and Sons, Guiding Light. I've been waiting for them to come out with a new music for three years now. So that's Mumford great. Mumford and Sons sounds like a a late seventies uh, <laughs> sitcom. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> uh, they've been around for a while. I mean, they did. They're they're probably most famous for that "I Will Wait" song, you know, with the banjo and or is that, yeah, it was a banjo. You remember the '90s, the Cranberries? Of course. You remember their song lead "Zombie"? Singer, lead singer recently died. Who Which, can forget "Zombie"? They overplayed the heck out of yeah, it in the '90s. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who did not grow up with that song, "Zombie" is a great song. It, this brand, I, I don't even know who these guys are. They're brand new, from what I can tell, at least on Spotify. Bad Wolves. They did a remake cover of zombie. It's amazing. They do. Oh my gosh. You got to go listen to that. If you like that original song, this remake is phenomenal. Let's check it out. We're always looking for new music. So tell us what your favorite song or artist and band is right now because I'm trying to discover new stuff. So seriously, share it, do it, share it or else go to Slack, go to Slack, share do it. it, do it, do it. <laughs> Well, thank you. That was a lot of fun. I, I We went into a discussion I didn't plan on, which was awesome. And that's kind of how I thought today was going to go anyway, as I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I have a couple ideas, but I have a feeling we're going to get into something on the fly. And that's exactly yeah, we, what happened. And it was great. So thank you. I'm sorry we didn't stay on the topic of college sports. I, I didn't have a whole lot to say derailed. on that. The topic of college sports was, hey, we went to a couple college sports games and you'd be like, cool story, bro. And I'd be like, Thanks. Okay, next. <laughs> that would have been my. So no, it was perfect. We we turned it into something that was amazing. <laughs> but Captain Influence, thank you, man. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. It's fun. You know what the music means? I do. Yes. It's time I'm to go sad. eat some GH craters or something like that. Actually, I'm going to go watch Troll Two. <laughs> I'm surprised it took you that long to oh. find that mix by Craters. Yeah. Oh man. Well, it was Johnny Pistol Shots. So thank you, because I man. Anyway, Troll Two tonight with Drop Dog and Johnny Pistol Shot. 
and realbryanshow.com for links. Have a glorious week. We are signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.